Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Orange County, California. Stephen and Seth are joining me today. So this is our one-year anniversary podcast. Woo-hoo! How are you guys doing? Ooh, yeah. Wow. Pretty good. <laughs> Party on. Uh, this is Seth Rodney. <laughs> I am a once-upon-a-time poet and a once-upon-a-time photographer um, and now a writer. And I'm speaking to you from the Bronx, New York. And it's a gray day. And I hope that this conversation cheers me up. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Uh, I'm Stephen G. Fullwood, and I'm an archives consultant. And I used to be a wannabe musician and a wannabe graphic illustrator and a wannabe full-time employed person and a number of things. <laughs> I can go on. Seth started it. I wish I wouldn't have, like, but yeah, I can get started. So um, I'm coming to you from Harlem, not too very far, not very far from where Seth is in in the Bronx, and so it is gray here, and we're about to get a lot of rain, 70% chance today. All right. Uh, so this is to remind our listeners that we uh, practice a form of intellectual intimacy where we give each other the space to be heard and to say what it is that we want to say and be understood by one another or do our best to do so. Um, so today's podcast is a, a return to our very first podcast, which was called Unlucky Days. Um, and it was a pretty ungainly production. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I take full responsibility for that. I, I would open, I don't know if you remember this, but I would open with a quotation. Yes. Like I was very halting about it. Like, hey, no, um, it's just that the quotation took forever. It was like, damn. Like, <laughs> this is the long way around that bar. Wow, wow. Uh, I, I was sick as a dog yeah, the first day that we true. recorded. Oh, no. yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, But it was really important to me that we get started before right. the close of 2017 because, right. you know, the podcast was kind of an integral part of the American age, the larger project, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is still a very large thing to get moving, but has started to move. Wheels are starting to turn a bit. You know, mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. we're in a, we're in a high school. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're in uh, the oh. Junglin High School in Norwalk, California, where, where we provide free tutoring to kids mm-hmm. that come in. Nice. Oh, great. Uh, great. And we've kind of struck upon a model that we think can work for helping out in high schools and middle schools with kids, trying to help schools facilitate community building within the school. Okay. Um, And, you know, that's a big part of the American Age Project is kind of the boots on the ground. What are we doing actively to do, you know, to help people, people that may not ever give a shit to listen to us on the podcast or read any of the content that we produce. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a very, it was, it was really important to me to get started. And I, uh, um, something that doesn't often come out in the podcast is I have these little um, nodes of superstition. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> and there are these, these, there are these places where um, it, even though my, my rational brain will say like, you know, okay, that's nonsense or it doesn't really matter. Uh, I still will be performative in whatever it happens to be. Uh, and starting in 2017 was really important to me because I said I was going to start in 2017 and I did not, I wanted to keep my word to the universe, right? Not to the people, right? There's the people, you know, they don't give a shit. They're busy. They're doing all this other kind of stuff. But I had said, I had vocalized, I had written this down that I was going to start this thing then. Mm-hmm. And so so it was important to me to feel like I had kept my word, even, you know, even whatever that ended up looking like. Right. right? Okay. Right. Um, so I wanted to return to that because I think for me, 
one of the things I'd like to try and revive or to provoke or inspire in our last podcast, we were talking about people that inspired us, mm. um, is placing what we do in the 21st century in, in 2018, going on 2019, and the longer sweep of human history, mm. of what other human beings have done sitting around tables. Um, there's that, uh, the, that song, Sad Captains, and, it's for, and uh, I'm forgetting... Um, uh, who it's by now, but the uh, uh, there's a line that you know other people have uh, beat their empty cups upon these tables, mm. right? and so other other people have been where we are. Maybe not in front of Skype screens or with microphones and stuff like that, but other people, other men and women, mm-hmm. have puzzled about what we're doing. Have been puzzled about what we're doing here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is something we're really bad at right now in the United States. We uh, we we very much believe that we are brand new. We believe our problems are new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we believe we're going somewhere. I don't necessarily think we're going, mm-hmm, um, which mm-hmm. is to say, the bright shiny future. I think you know we kind of muddle through. Unlucky days. So the days to it's a long intro to get to what inspired this. So on the Mesoamerican calendar, there are a series of unlucky days. Um, I think there are like thirteen or something like that. Uh, that uh, uh, that fall in. So there are two calendars: a three hundred sixty-five day solar calendar. And there's a two hundred sixty day ritual calendar, and these calendars interact in these very complicated ways, but they overlap at certain junctures. And there is a gap between the end of the ritual calendar and the beginning of a new solar year. Uh, And these 13 days were considered inauspicious. They were considered days that it was not, people wouldn't get their hair cut. And these were not days to begin new activities, Hmm. which is one of the reasons why I wanted to begin the activity uh, at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and, and and I think that there is an analogous situation, even for us, even in the 21st century, even in the West, in America, which is that time between Christmas and New Year's, which when you're listening to this podcast will be the, at that time, when there are ju- there's this just kind of aporia in the middle of the year where like time doesn't flow in the same way. The days don't go by in the same way. Uh, they seem to, for me, they seem to sort of stretch on almost interminably, and I lose track of the dating. Um, And we live in a cyclical calendar, right? So even though we count years, we come back to January every year. We come back to Monday every week. We came back to noon every day. And and we think, we we believe this story in the West about ascendancy, it plays into a certain kind of a theory of whiteness and, and progress and the white man's burden. And I think right there at this, I think this notion of progress is right there at the center of it. And while I don't want to abandon things like, you know, I'm glad for modern medicine and I'm glad for all these, you know, these great things. But in reality, we still construct time cyclically. Um, and so one of the things I wanted to talk about is sort of just your own experiences with that period of time. Maybe you don't feel that way about those days between Christmas and New Year's. And I, you know, um, it's, it's sort of a fiction that I've, I've sort of invented for myself. Um, uh, or what, uh, what you guys think about, uh, your own experiences of time, uh, in this culture, in mm. your own life. Mm. 
So if I, if I if I may jump in, Stephen. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think the question makes more. No, it's not that it makes more. Yes, yes, I can say it that way. The question makes more sense to me as I get older, because mm. my experience of time as I get older is that it is. Um, it it almost always equals getting something done. Like it it, it equals mm-hmm. like something I'm putting into mm-hmm. something else. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm falling into this like sort of vast container that is time. It's more like I'm parceling out bits of time to things, to activities. So n- mm-hmm. literally when I sit down to write something for hyperallergic, um, I will think, okay, how much time can I give this? Can, do I have an hour to give this? Do I have an hour and a half? Do I, do I have two hours? Uh, when, I, when I do other pro- sit down to write, uh, rather edit something, you sit down mm-hmm. to talk with you guys uh, over the podcast. Uh, uh, even when I go to social events now, I think, how much time do I have <laughs> to give this, right? Because then I got to cool. factor in coming home mm-hmm. and either eating or cooking or both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have to factor in sleep. I have to factor in the next day, like when I need to get up and what mm. I need to do on. The- so time mm. for me has become super, super, super instrumentalized. And so when I think about those days when I won't need to do that, I am so deeply grateful. God, mm. I, 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 I like struggle to tell you how immensely grateful i am for those days next week when Mm -hmm. i won't be super on the clock in that way Mm -hmm. like i really will allow myself i really will allow myself some downtime like literally just kind of get out of bed at noon like (laughs) like wonder about that sounds wonderful (laughs) like wonder around the apartment and kind of just spend some time um I, i when i had my radio show in london we did an episode uh, with someone who was, and I forget the gentleman's name. Um, he's a really sweet guest, um, very uh, knowledgeable and articulate, and, and not at all full of himself. Um, talking about the slow movement. And he said that one of the mm, things that mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. liked to do was what he calls sky looking, where he would mm. just spend some time during the day just looking out of the window. And I want to do that next week. I want to get out of bed, um, put around the house and find some um, breakfast. And then I want to just look out at the sky for a little while um, yeah. and just let myself be in that space. Oh, mm-hmm. that's freaking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so... um Thank you for what you both said about time because it forced me to um, to think about it in relationship to my current life. Mm. On my wall, I have this. Um, I have had this forever. It's called "Time Is an Illusion," mm-hmm. and what it does for me, it allows me to move past what you were talking about, um, Seth. About how much time do I have to give this? How much time do I get that? Where mm. I can be somewhere and 
and go somewhere in my imagination to feel timeless. Mm. I'm trying to figure up a way to think about it. And what I mean is I'm not so concerned about time, but I'm really in someone's eyes. I'm really in the conversation. I'm tasting the food. I'm just not, you know, gobbling it down and mm-hmm. waiting, getting to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps me uh, remind myself that we constructed this, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know, Mm-hmm. We constructed this, and so what I wanted to say in, earlier is that the one of my favorite comedians, Maria Bamford, does this mm. bit where people walk up to her and say, "So what are you doing? What's going on? What is on your schedule? What's happening? What's going on?" And she goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just living in this. Gr- I'm you know living in this boat of delicious gravy, you know." And I love this idea. So I've stopped asking people, what are they doing when I don't see them? I did it yesterday. Right. A friend of mine I was like, oh, have you been? What are you doing? I said, I don't care what you're doing. How are you? Right. <laughs> right. You know, because right. I wanted something. I'm trying to get at something else. And so being, yeah. so I left my job in 2017 for 19 years plus. I had to be somewhere every morning mm-hmm. doing something, going mm-hmm. to meetings, mm-hmm. processing collections and everything that's mm-hmm. related to being an archivist and a curator. And after I left, I was like, okay, I have all this time. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't account for was the pressure to get things done because I was working nine to five, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I had to be at the gym at a certain time. Mm-hmm. I needed to be somewhere because I needed to be, um, I was at work. And so after work, I had to to construct my time to get the most out of it, you know? And now that time is more fluid and there's more, you know, I have to be my own boss Mm -hmm. to get things done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is a different kind of um, relationship with time and personal management. And I come from masculinity. My masculinity is usually based on what I'm accomplishing. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to finish this manuscript or this essay or this film or this. Mm-hmm. That way I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And I am trying to chip it, oh, chip away at that um, at that iceberg. And it is hard. Mm-hmm. Because my yeah. father was a worker and the men that I respect, quote unquote, are workers. But mm-hmm. even before I left Ohio in 1995, one could not be be judged by what they do in terms of working because sometimes there weren't jobs for mm-hmm. certain yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really, it's been melting, but it's a hard thing for me to, now I've got to dismantle this and really work on being happy with what it is that I am and not what it is that I do. Mm. God, that is so, profound. So that's it, you know. And, yeah. In lieu of that, you know, no gluten or <laughs> no this. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I just want to, I want to drink and eat. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, the, um, working during when I used to have, you know, uh, when I had nine to five type jobs when I was younger, working during those days between Christmas and New Year's, you know, talking about sort of the the, the way that work anchors you, uh, mm-hmm. was always particularly difficult uh, for me. Uh, mm-hmm. it, partly, you know, I didn't necessarily identify with the work that I was doing. Right, it was just a job to you know mm-hmm. to survive or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know that it is this this juncture of like work and identity and and mm-hmm. self worth and all the rest of it. It's a it's a tough one to crack because you know we know that that men without jobs or men without uh, viable paths to 
um, uh, success mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. feel awful about themselves and Absolutely. do awful things as a result, right? Yes, all and the so, time. But so, practically, I get that. Mm-hmm. Intimate, intimately, I have almost never felt that way about my, about my, about my own, uh, I feel that way more now, certainly that I have a family and and I feel a sense of responsibility to my intimates. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that puts that kind of, uh, that, uh, that, you know, spring in my step when it comes to, to that kind of thing. But, but actually, identifying with work and feeling I usually felt bad about the jobs that I had. Okay. <laughs> you know, like even me though too. I had it, I usually did not feel good about it. Yeah, I was like, too. oh, this is like a waste of my time. Like, right. what am I, why am I doing this? Right. Um, <laughs> and what an indulgence that was, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to really, to feel that way is mm-hmm. a kind of indulgence. I think, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I think, like this... go ahead, Stephen. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just was thinking about this work as an anchor that you mentioned, Travis. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit more about that briefly? Hmm. Well, yeah. So I'll, let me try and keep it in context of the of the topic. So uh-huh. you know, one of, one of the things that I feel, uh, I think there's some real value in this idea of unlucky days. Mm. It, it it reminds us of the psych, of this of the kind of the cyclical times that we have constructed for ourselves, mm. ways of tracking time, and I feel like the kind of work that is happens under um, a uh, in a capitalist society, and I. That is not a loaded term for me, right? So I know we've mm-hmm. talked about that in the podcast. Like I'm just talking about a society that is driven by capital acquisition and uses those that capital to propel itself. Those that kind of calend- calendrical connections to our days gets lost a little bit. I feel like it gets rubbed away, and so mm-hmm. you don't really have this this time to reflect and look out the window, right? Mm. It's, it's like, you got to get back to work for most, most of my working life prior to going, you know, uh, going into academia later in life, right. Mm -hmm. Is, was, I had to be at work. Like, I I guess I could use vacation, but I wanted to use vacation for other things at other Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I feel like there's, this is one of the downsides that kind of focus on economy and work and jobs for identity is one of the downsides is it doesn't it doesn't put us in contact with what I think are probably fairly natural rhythms for the kind of creatures mm-hmm. that we are. Um, and I think that there I think there are uh, psychic consequences for that psychological consequences for that so mm-hmm. so so I had this conversation with um a fellow writer in the arts. Um, wait, I'm going to remember his name in a second. Ben, Ben Davis. Ben Davis, who I think mm. writes for Arts Here, Art and That. Um, and Ben tends to write about, if I remember correctly, um, does he write about the intersection of arts and the marketplace? I think so. He also writes the arts criticism generally, but whatever. Um, ben and I happened to be on the same junket to Sao Paulo to see the biennial mm. earlier this year. So mm-hmm. we met up at the hotel in Sao Paulo. Um, I think we were on the same flight. And we had met, I think, the year before at my former colleague's birthday party. So my far- former colleague is um, Ben Sutton. And they know each Ben and Ben know each other from from mm-hmm. from long ago. I think they used to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, Ben Davis and I uh, met up in Sao Paulo, 
And he and I were talking about the writing life and wanting to go on a retreat and having the, the time to like get into some other projects um, and not do this sort of day-to-day thing. And he mm-hmm. said, yeah, he was able to do that uh, at some point a couple of years ago or a year ago. And he said that what he found was that his natural rhythm was to get up around noon, putter around, do go for a walk, and like start working like the afternoon and work into the evening and maybe mm-hmm. into the night. But like afternoon, mm-hmm. evening, that was his sort of like nat- mm-hmm. like sort of he fell into um, mm-hmm. when he was it when he was at this. I think and it wasn't even it was like a formalized retreat i think he had access to someone's house like they let him stay at a place for a week or so Mm. and get food and whatever um and i love that because i love hearing that from him because it kind of reminded me of my own process which is i'm really really good at writing at night i'm really good at that Mm -hmm. and i think part of the reason for i mean i can write in the mid-afternoon i can also write in the morning morning is not my favorite time but i think what i what i feel in my bones is that I'm a better worker. Yeah, let's call me that. Worker. <laughs> when the mind net is down, when there are mm. fewer people around me sort of creating that sort of like buzz mm. of consciousness. Everybody's mm-hmm. like working and moving and scrambling and, and chewing and throwing yeah. and, and getting ca- <laughs> acquiring capital and, and shitting it Absolutely. back out. Like, Absolutely. Um, I need to have the mind net be like a little bit down mm-hmm. to feel my best. That's mm-hmm. that's how I work. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, the mind net. So earlier we were talking about unlucky days, and mm-hmm. something I wanted to address was that roughly for about twelve years in my family, there mm-hmm. my sister, my brother, and my mother, who are all now deceased, December. December 1st was my older sister's birthday, Cynthia. My mm. brother was born on Christmas Day, mm. and my mother was born on the 28th. Mm. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was a series of celebrations. It was mm. the delight of December. And as a kid, you're also getting out of school for that break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those days were just filled with, you didn't have to go to school. Mm-hmm. There was a cake on the table, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. until my mother decided it would be a better idea for Daryl's birthday to be celebrated on my birthday in January mm-hmm. because we're roughly about the same age mm-hmm. and that it wasn't fair that his birthday was on Christmas because he was only getting, oh, here's your birthday present and your, she wanted him to have a special day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, or with mine. Um, I was going to say, why'd she take yours? No, right? <laughs> I'm still getting over it. I'm going to therapy for that. Damn, that's, some gangster, that's some gangster <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, yeah. come on now. <laughs> Your birthday is his. Got it. Right, Got it. Right, Good. Right. Now there was no discussion or anything. There are like 363 other days right. that you could have done. <laughs> no, how about you? What? Yeah. You kind of look like us. Just have them over there. But, I, but those unlucky days were like magical days because mm. it, it was Christmas, it was New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And they were, they were days I really never gave a lot of thought to other than mm-hmm. I just wanted to have them, you know, because mm-hmm. they were with family and we were there and there was a Christmas and all that mm-hmm. as an adult raising my kid we those days were good too because then most of us had the day off or the day some days off mm-hmm. either from school or work mm-hmm. and so the, those unlucky days were always filled with celebrations you know mm-hmm. interestingly mm-hmm. enough and they were um they were downtime and we look for forward to those mm-hmm. like 
summer break. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we won't have to be in school, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in school as a college student, we were just over pretty much working all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know? But think about, like, you know, so in, in those terms, think about, like, the, the people that have to take care of all those returns on the 26th mm-hmm. in the stores. Mm-hmm. And, like, what is what are those days like for them? So, like, we all have kind of ended up in places where that can be a time of reflection and we can sort of you know, kind of operate in a different kind of space or maybe not entire. I mean, for, you know, Stephen Free, I, I see the celebration as a kind of twinning with these unlucky days, right? Like mm. either you mark, you, you, I mean, it's still marked by a kind of non-productive yeah, inactivity, yeah. Precisely, right? Like precisely. a celebration is just a celebration. I mean, it right. is, it, its value is, is itself. Right. right. As opposed mm-hmm. to like work, the value right. of the work is the thing that's produced at the end of it or, you right. know, kind of the whatever project like Seth was saying, like, finish this, finish this. Finish right. This. Right. So celebrating inauspicious, you know, they're, they're kind of they're twins. They're sort of Janice faced in that way. But for uh-huh. many, for many, most of the people that we live with in this country, that is not what those weeks are like yeah. for no. them. Right. They, no, they are a few people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're they're somewhere uh, working and they don't they're not. Again, I would say, you know, they're not able to to inhabit those those same kind of rhythms or it impedes maybe not. You know, I don't, I don't want to make presumptions about what their experience is. But, but it, I was going to say unlucky days in the real sense of the word where you th- because we're all looking at each other and looking at what we think is a better life, mm-hmm. you know, or imagining what that is. And mm-hmm. so for someone who is a domestic or someone who um, is constantly working or someone who is homeless or someone who is virtually homeless because they're living mm. with other people, yeah, absolutely. they've got a different psychic thing going on with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate it. I love the mind net. I, you know, it's it, I, because I definitely, f- I feel that like I, so, you know, cause you know, the American age is part of a nonprofit. And so I have to make that nonprofit run to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it means like, and that is a business, it's a nonprofit, but it is a business. We have to, I have to make bottom line decisions. I have to like brainstorm, well, how can we make more money out of this so we can put it into that so we can keep doing this free program. Mm-hmm. And so that buzz that you're talking about is an, is a, is a real is a palpable thing for me. Like, oh, yeah. in order to write, I, I, it's not my preference, but I have to get up early or I have to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, both I of those things, mm-hmm. yeah, both mm-hmm. of those things will mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of close my ears enough or it'll be mm-hmm. quiet okay. enough. Uh, it'll, you know, it'll, yeah, I guess close my ears, the drinking and quiet enough if I get up early. Mm-hmm. The night thing is, I, that is my preference as well. But, you know, now I have a six-year-old, so right. I can't right. do that. Anymore, so I mean, obviously, Stephen, you'd say, I'm sure you had similar. You were accosted by similar childhood rhythms when you when you had your son, but yes, yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. and so, also with just like nieces and nephews or people who mm, you were babysitting mm. or you when there's another humanoid in the house <laughs> that isn't an adult, right? You know, it really is. Every day is a new thing. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not looking at oh, you know. It's Mondays. So we do this. No, they're like, so what's going on now? And you're like, okay, we need to get yeah. you in some clothes. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Food. Okay. Right, right, we need right. to wake you up because right, he right. and Carla, you know, I love them to death, but they, they, every, they thought 
that morning was a cruel trick of nature. Every single morning, for as long as we live together. And now both of them get up early, and I was like, what was that at? What was that at? I'm in the car idling, angry. <laughs> I t- dude, I went, I went through that, too. Like, when I was a kid, like, I hated mornings. Like, I just, I just <laughs> didn't have it. Like, I, I, it just didn't work for me. But now as I'm getting older, I do find myself just like, yeah, just, just, um, just getting up at like seven thirty eight in the morning, just because my body's like, oh, it's time. Let's go. Let's uh, yeah, it's let's, time. Let's get to it. You might just be happier what you're doing. Like I that, mean, it might. Yeah. I mean, you might just in, be more energized and engaged with with what you're doing. No, no, no clearly, no, clearly, I am. shit I mean, wasn't that great when you were a kid. No, it no, no, no. It wasn't Stand for back. me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it wasn't for me either. So no, I, and and I do think that part of um, what we are also saying with this. Um, discussion of unlucky days is that they are in some ways really profoundly lucky for us because we are in our lives in a way that um, that we are occupying spaces we actually carved out for ourselves. We really yeah. are. Like we we yeah. like you're you're for each of us. I think um, for Stephen, your life is Stephen shaped. Like it is. It mm-hmm. is precisely the life you need to be living. And mm-hmm. Travis. The same thing for you. Like your life really fits mm. your intellect and your skills and your mm-hmm. ambitions. And for me, it is just that is true now. Like my life looks mm. like when I, if I were to like be able to just step out of it and look at it and, and put it on a table and diagram it, I would say, oh yeah, that's the life for me. That's the yeah. one that I yeah. want. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, these are, these are profoundly lucky days for us in some ways because we get to <laughs> yeah. we get to do that thing where we yeah. step back and we say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that that feels good, yeah, and I can yeah. I can mm-hmm. I can put that on tomorrow and wear that and and go out and 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 feel good about being on this planet at this moment in time, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for those of you uh, who listen, I hope you can take the day and and do nothing with it. Mm. And, and and enjoy some space, whatever that looks like for you, mm. to mm. just kind of reflect on on what you have and where you're going. So, indeed, um, gentlemen, as always, thanks very much for the conversation and happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year. year.